There is a podcast beyond that which is known to man. It is a discussion as vast as space and as timeless as infinity. It is the middle ground between movies and TV, between gaming and tech, and it lies between a collection of comics and the summit of our knowledge. This is the podcast of our imagination. We call ourselves the Nerdtastic Four. Welcome to the Nerdtastic Four podcast. I'm Desmond. I'm Rose. I'm Kern. And that's the show. <laughs> Yay. Thanks for listening, everyone. It was great, as always. <laughs> no, but this is the three of us tonight. Us us three three lonely people. Better than two people, like last time. Right, yeah. That is correct. <laughs> it's called commitment. We're, we're doing it. Not that Chris doesn't have commitment. Chris has college. So yeah, he's uh, trying to get yeah. it. Ed- he's on the real radio right yeah, now. Yeah, he's trying to get education. Yeah. He's down at the college radio station doing his thing. So if you're in the local area, tune in and hear Chris. It's 90, 89.9, right? It's technically yes, it is. FM 90, but it's 89.9. That's right. I used to listen to Dr. Demento on that on Saturdays. So I know exactly <gasps> really? Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I remember Dr. Demento. Yeah. Yeah. Star Trek and Across the Universe. <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, let's kick it off with a little bit of news, guys. Who wants to go first? Not me. I'm going to go first, and this is something oh. I just learned, thanks to Desmond, but uh, holy cow, Hulu is talking with uh, talking about taking Marvel's Runaways and making a TV series, which is super exciting. I love the Runaways, and um, so a while, a few years ago, before the, the Marvel movies hit it big with like the Iron Man and the Avengers and all that... Um, they said that they were going to make a uh, Runaways movie. And I was super excited because it's one of my favorite comic book series. Is, and uh, But then it got put on the back burner indefinitely because of all the, the movies they decided to do instead, which was the Avengers. And they're all great and all that too. But still, I wanted my Runaways. But now they're coming to a TV series on Hulu. So, well, hopefully they're in talks about it. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Please. I think it's a done deal. There's been a lot of places reporting that it's happening. I don't think they've started oh. casting or anything yet. But uh, from what I understand, it's it's done. Uh, Kerr, do you know what Runaways is? I don't think I do. Um, yeah, you're going to have to bring me up to oh, speed on that. Yeah, Rose, wh- since you're a big fan, why don't you run it down for him? Because I'm going to mess it up because I'm not a huge fan. I know of it and sure. I've read it. And I actually liked the arc and uh, Secret Wars last year. I had to think of what the last event was I called, don't think so. I've actually read that yet. So I need to. I no, need no, to no. I, I don't think. Th- hopefully, they won't pull that in to into the series yet. This, yeah. Yeah, they've got <laughs> a long not. way to go before they get there. I liked I it, but yeah. So yeah, the basically it's these kids. It takes place in Los Angeles, which is different because most of the Marvel universe takes place over in the East Coast. So they actually make a lot of jokes in the comic series about how there's no superheroes over here in Los Angeles. But um, so they, it's basically these kids, uh, their parents are all affluential in some way. Like one kid's parents are scientists. One kid's parents are just super rich and they own a lot of stuff, but they also give to charity. Um, some parents, these other parents, you know, they're, they're, they're very important people in the city of Los Angeles. 
So every year they get together and have a big meeting. So all the kids get together because they bring all their kids and their kids hang out or whatever. So the kids stumble upon their secret meeting. And at this secret meeting, they sacrifice this girl, like straight up murder her. And they all freak out and find out that their parents are all super villains. There's like sorcerers and there's like mutants who are evil and aliens and the scientists are actually mad scientists and the super rich parents are actually just like mob bosses basically and that sounds just like my family without the money and the superpowers (laughs) you just evil family (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you just have mob boss uncles and right. stuff. That's cool. Uh, well, yeah. So uh, these, yeah. I can do yeah. that. These kids run away from their evil parents and have to try to find a way to stop their their parents from bringing about what is essentially the apocalypse. Because basically, they make deals with some weird god-like creatures to ensure their own child's like place in the the future apocalyptic world. Because they each, they're each, they each have couples, but they can only ensure them one spot. So the the whole idea was that they they would have one child, each couple would have one child, and they would ensure their child's spot in the new world order. Well, obviously the kids aren't into that because that's crazy. So it's this whole big story about how they're trying to stop their parents. And it moves on from there after that too, after the first big arc. But I'm really excited that they're doing a TV show instead of a movie because I feel like it'll translate better into a series as opposed to one big film. And they'll be able to do more with um, with a TV series as opposed to a movie. Oh, very cool. Yeah, and all the kids current, they're all super powered. They're all mutants or super smart or something yeah. like that. They're all metahumans. Right. Very cool. I'm super stoked. Oh, it's my a, gosh. I might I might really get into it if I get a chance to watch it. So Yeah. It's the first thing I've seen that wasn't Netflix that I was actually excited about for Marvel in a long time. So I'm yes. really excited to see it. Very cool. Because I feel like it will be new ground. And I'm hoping because it's on Hulu, it'll be a little darker. Yeah, because it's very dark. Like the story itself, I mean, you find these kids find out that their parents are evil. Like, and, and you know, they were before this normal kids who just had either rich or uh, affluent in some way parents, but that was it. They didn't know their parents were evil. Like one of the one of the groups, their her parents were actors, so and they ended up being evil aliens. It's like you know, you never know. It's 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 gets super so the, dark. So the parents times. weren't grooming the kids to take over the family business, is what you're saying? No, they were. Well, they are, but they're not like making them evil, ah. right? They're just eventually. They're just basically by sacrifice, getting together and sacrificing somebody every year. They're basically ensuring them that they will have a spot. In the apocalypse, where they oh, won't yeah, be that's, that's so like destroyed, you know, sacrifice one person <laughs> each year. That's okay. Yeah, yep. not too bad. That's that's how they. Of course, roll. they also did a bunch of other evil stuff too, because they're just bad guys. So, but oh, it's such a good series, and I'm so excited. I'm so excited to I've, see more of it. I've got something that I just came across that might be interesting. Uh, speaking What's of that? Marvel, a lot of. You guys out there know that there's the Gambit film. It's got his own spinoff, right? So yeah. Edge of Tomorrow director Doug Lemon, or Lyman, however you say it, he signed on and to do this film. And this film, I guess, has been experiencing some major troubles because it's already missed its release date and or lost its release date, I should say. 
and it's currently hmm. uh, slated to begin production sometime next year. So anyway, this guy, uh, Lyman, if I'm saying his name right, I don't know what's going on with this film, but he has came to, a, I guess, an impasse, and they have a mutual parting of ways, so to speak. So now he's no longer going to be in charge of this. So he's not going to direct oh, the film man. after all. And so, Jeez. yeah, so I don't know what's going on with this film. I would love to know more. Um, I'm not saying I'm a super huge Gambit uh, fan, but, you know, there's a lot of people out there that was excited for this. And now it seems like, I don't know what's going on, but it sounds like there could be a potential it might not even happen. So I don't know. Yeah. I want to see it. So I'm hoping it gets, it gets, they get their stuff together because I think it sounds like a really interesting film. Yeah. I want to see it. So uh, hopefully... But the good news... I don't know. It's been hitting a lot of stuff. Yeah, the good news for Lyman is I guess he is going to... Uh, he signed on to direct li- the live-action Justice League Dark film, Dark Universe. So he's still going to be involved with Marvel, but anyway, he's... he's well, that's not Marvel. That's or DC. DC, sorry. I'm, my bad. Okay, nerd check. Yeah, you got me. <laughs> No, bro. I was just like, cause I, I was thinking, I was like, oh, I don't think, I don't think I co-signed that. Um, either one of these <laughs> well, things, like, yeah, Gambit, Gambit. I really want this film to happen, and I think they're gonna force it, and that makes me worried. Yeah. And then Justice League Dark, like, we haven't even seen the original Justice League yet, and you have bombed most of your movies. Can we calm down on this? Right. DC <laughs> needs to take a breath, not try to catch up right now. They're gonna pull a hammy or something trying to catch Marvel. I don't, I don't need that. Yeah, apparently the Dark Universe will feature John Constantine, Swamp Thing, Dead Man, Zatanna, and I don't know how you say this exactly, uh, Etrigan, E-T-R-I-G-A-N, is that how you say that? Yeah, look, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm a huge Hellblazer fan, and I love Zatanna, and, you know, I can't get enough of, like, Swamp Thing, and I'm, I'm cool with all of it. Like, I watch the old 90s show and everything, but they need to... They need to get their main stuff straight before they start going in other directions. Right. Or maybe they just need to stick to the other directions and forget the main stuff. Because they've had really great success with like Arrow and like all those other little TV shows, but they've not had as much CW success. Right. Okay, that's CW success. That's not mainstream success. Right. They had to take a show off of CBS because they couldn't do it. So I, I just I, I'm not saying that they're bad shows. I don't enjoy them, but I know they have fans. I just think DC overall is way overstretched and outplaying its hand. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna have to agree. I don't know because I don't know enough enough to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I win most more arguments. Current that's what, that's overpower what with with facts, whether they're true or not. It's just a barrage. It's like a uh, yeah. it's like a fighter in the corner just taking punch after punch after punch and just hoping to survive the round. You know, you can't really hit back. That's right. One 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 of those jabs will sneak in there. <laughs> yeah. If I can get you winded, you know that counts. I just need points. Right. <laughs> a decision still a win. Current a decision right, still right. a win. Right. A w uh, Oh. I know what happened. Uh, I shared this on the Facebooks or the Twitters. I don't know. But, <laughs> or the Twitters. Uh-huh. Or the Twitters, yeah. But there's photos, crappy photos, at least the ones I saw, got leaked from Ghost in the Shell. Oh, oh okay. yeah. yeah. We were talking about that previous, yeah. Those looked pretty neat. Yes. I don't know. I'm really worried. Like, they got it all backwards to me. Yeah, do you think so? I haven't seen the picture, so what's up? It- 
<laughs> well, you have to check. You have to check the the Facebook. But if you look at him, uh, so Major looks about par for the field because you got young dudes that are old. You got Asian actors that are white. You got white dudes that are Asian. I don't know what what they did. They just. <laughs> It looks like they cast it, but they just kind of threw everyone in a hat and then drew names. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. It's like, technically, they're all supposed to be Asian. But yet, uh, I would not have picked uh, Chin Han as Togusa. Well, that's what I'm saying. He is literally, like, I'm pretty sure he's white. Like, I'm not going to say he is, but. But he does look very white-ish. Oh, yeah. I'm looking. And he's only about 35 years He probably would have been the, like. The one people wouldn't have gotten mad about if they had cast him as a white dude. <laughs> like that, 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 that got me. Well, I don't know. Uh, well, yeah. Well, Scarlett Johansson looks pretty much on point, to... though, doesn't she? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah she no, does. No, she does. I'm, I'm sitting With here looking cast, at her side by yes. side. No, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the, the picture from the, uh, from the comic. The anime. Yeah, or the anime. Sorry, nerd check again. Bato looks pretty cool. I, I thought he would be a bit of more, a little bit older, but. Um, I thought he'd have the eyes, the scanner eyes. Yeah, I think it's weird that he doesn't have the the scanner eyes. And I mean, the hair also is a little bit off. Like they gave him super um cosplaying anime hair. <laughs> yeah. They almost gave him a flat top instead of the, like the crew cut that he has in in the anime. It's like he doesn't have a wild hairstyle. He just has a crew cut, right? Yeah. And I'm not sure what's going on with Boma's eyes. Did oh, they just I, put I googly I, eyes on the the picture, or <laughs> like what's going on? I have no oh, idea. I don't. I have no. I have no clue what that was. Everyone was talking about this. Just, I think it's the photo, but it looks bad, especially since I'm like, you could have literally put like cherry tomatoes on that dude's face, <laughs> and you've been all right. <laughs> but no, he's got like weird. It looks like someone put googly googly eyes on the picture. So I'm yeah, not sure what they're doing it does. with that. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Now, uh, Daisuke Aramaki looks oh, pretty legit. I think. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. He He's close. I wish he was bald. Yeah, he needs to be a little more bald. They just needed to, like, shave the top of his head and it would have been perfect. But I like how they Asian him up by giving him, like, the, the robe underneath, like, the kimono underneath his jacket. Yeah. When he obviously always wears a suit. Like. Yeah. It's like, dude, he's this dude's already Asian. You don't need to Asian him up anymore. Yeah, they were like, oh, we're getting shit from the internet. We better better go back. Asian him better up? Go back. Is, that a, is that an official term? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Good to know. I mean, you know, they probably I mean, would have had him pull his eyes back in the photo, but, you know, he's already Asian, so they were like, oh, no, just wrap him up in this. <laughs> so I feel like most of these most of these characters are, people are Asian that are playing the characters. They are, but like I said, it's weird because the Asian actors all seem to be playing the people that, like, Could I don't be played know. by white people? Yeah, look white to me. It's kind of hard to tell. I mean, I know because of the names, but I feel like that's... More because of the culture than major. Yeah, so I think the only one that throws me off is uh, is Togusa, but I can't really be mad about them casting more Asians. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm not mad about any of the casting. I'm confused by it more than anything. Like, yeah. he doesn't even have a power mullet. Like, what the hell? Yeah, he needs that mullet. Like, what's going on? Where's his mullet? Mullet and a bomber jacket, right? Like, uh, members only at least. But no, this dude's wearing a suit. Yeah. Oh, we'll see. They I don't look, know. The, the, together, some of those pictures look really good. Yeah, some of them and do. I yeah, no, that, no, it works. It works, but. And Scarlett Johansson looks, like, perfect. She's pretty. As always. Yeah, that's why they got her. Duh. 
Well, I think they had to because I don't think most Americans can pronounce anyone else's name. I mean, when Joe Hansen's like the most pronounceable name on the poster. Well, it's just back. It's just like back whenever um, Angelina Jolie was like the big thing. You know, I mean, everybody wanted her in their films and stuff. So it's just it's just the way it is. It's her she time. It's her time, way. and so they wanted her. Yeah. They needed that big name. So I think I don't know if it's the. I don't know if it's just the way the picture looks. I think the reason why Togusa looks so weird is because he looks a lot older than the character we think of the character. Because the character's like 30, like in his 30s. And he's younger. But the the picture of this guy, I don't know, I don't know who Chin Han is, but he looks older, like in his 40s or 50s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's got grandkids. I don't I don't understand this dude. Yeah. If it had been like a younger Asian guy, that would probably have fit better. It's okay. I still, I have, I like the one that I think that bothers me the most is Ishikawa. Really? Just because, because in the anime he's grizzled, like he's seen shit. Oh yeah. Like he just doesn't care. Like that's that's why he has a beard and unkept hair and like looks like that and is unwashed. Right. And she's yeah. Like, He's seen shit, and he's doing stuff. This other dude looks like he's twenty. He has a beard, so they <laughs> cast him. They were like, "Dude, we need a dude with a beard. Can somebody get on that?" And they were like, "Sure." We needed like Samuel L. Jackson for that part. Wow. Yeah, so, I mean that would have been a better casting. <laughs> I don't know. I'm tired of these motherfucking ghosts in this motherfucking jail. <laughs> sure, that's right. <laughs> and he he would I would actually watch the show. Like I, I think he would have been he would have been okay. Like. As anyone, like, even Dicegate. Like, I would have took him as that. <laughs> Let him grow out the crazy, like, hair on the sides. Go unbroken. Like, what, uh, Unbreakable? Was that? What's the name of that? Yeah. Um, it was. Think. It was with uh, Bruce Willis, right? Oh. Unbreakable. Yeah. If he had that hair but was bald. Yeah. Oh at my the top. God. And was so, just like, yeah, was exactly. On this, this article that we posted, somebody commented and, like, took the picture of uh, Boma. And they're like, I can't believe how bad this looks. It's got the eye, the googly eyes looking thing. And somebody was like, should have gotten Samuel L. Jackson in on this section instead. He would have looked way better. And then he responded with a gif of Samuel L. Jackson from Pulp Fiction driving in the car st- with googly oh, eyes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I need to find a way to share this because it's hilarious. Oh, I, I don't even know. I mean, I'm, I'm still excited to see the movie because I, I like it. Like, yeah. In the back of my head, I always hope there'll be like an apple seed movie too, like a live action apple seed. But I think this is gonna kill it. I think this is. I think this movie is gonna come out and people are just gonna walk away. It's gonna be worse than Ben Hur. Oh. oh no! Don't say that. Don't say that. That's, that's a that's a heavy statement. I don't even think Ben Hur has been seen by enough people to be disliked. That's how bad it's. <laughs> <laughs> is it already out? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh jeez. Yeah, like, I was, that's what I'm saying. Like you haven't even heard people shit on it because they're just like, well, nobody cares enough to go see it. Wow, that's funny. All right. <laughs> oh man. So that that gets out of the way the news about things that are coming up. Um, it also gets our explicit tag out of the way. Thank you, Rose. Sorry. Uh, oh no, I apologies. Said the F word. I I love the F word. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay is the best. Um, <laughs> He has a show called The F Word. Uh, I didn't know that. Those that don't know. Yeah. I just know that yeah. he says it a lot. Yeah, he does. He, he says it so artfully, too. I love the way. British like, people. Him and Samuel L. Jackson. Like, I could just listen to them all. <laughs> so we had any more news? 
Um, I don't think I have. I don't have anything new at all. I don't think. I think we have the uh, new Spider-Man. Current. Oh yes, yes. Oh, that's right, Mary oh, Jane. Got- Spider-Man news. We got Zendaya. I think that's how you say her name. Is the uh, is the new Mary Jane Watson? Yep. Now, is She's she a good cool. actress? Because I, I, what has she been in? I'm not sure. She's been in some Disney movies or something, I think. Is she like a Disney kid, though? I mean, is she on like those TV shows and stuff like that? Let me see if I can find some info on this chick. Yeah, because I'm... See, I, I know absolutely nothing. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I read her name and thought that it was a problem with the ad above it for asthma medication and like somehow the name of the medicine <laughs> had got injected into that article. So I did not understand what was going on at all. I'm old. I'm so confused. Yeah, she's in, looks like a, yeah. it's a show called Did Shake It Up. Stroke? And Zapped. Oh, well. Zapped. And those are Disney, it, little Disney shows. Was that a remake? Zapped? Because wasn't there a movie from like the 80s with Scott, uh, what was his name? It is Bayo? a Bayo, yes. Yeah, Scott Bayo and Zapped. Is that is that a remake? Uh oh, no. probably not. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's it says it says when sixteen year old Zoe's mom remarries, Zoe finds it hard adjusting to her new life, no longer the only kid in the family. Um, that doesn't give me much. <laughs> I'm I'm still I'm so confused right now. But uh, I've heard good things about her. I haven't actually seen anything. Have you seen her with red hair, though? No. She's super gorgeous with red hair. I'm going to have to check this out. All right, what's her what's her name again? Zendaya. Z-E-N-D-A-Y-A. Does she have a last name, or is she from one of those places where like they have the mononyms? I think she just has the one name, actually. No, no, it's cool. I mean, I have friends that they're they're from like parts of India or Pakistan or whatever, and they only have one. Oh name, yeah, so I remember seeing wow. her on some Disney show. Now, yeah, she looks familiar. Hold on, I'll post the picture in our chat about with her picture, so y'all can see it. Oh, I saw it. I saw the one in her car or whatever, the selfie from her Instagram. I think I scrolled through some of her photos. I mean, she's attractive enough to be Mary Jane. I think. Yeah. Right? I don't have a problem with like anything racial on that. I'm I'm all good with it. I'm just not excited for this damn movie. Right, it has nothing uh, to do with the with the Mary Jane casting. It's just the movie itself. I can't wait to see it. I I love Spider Man. I'll always love Spider Man, and I especially I liked him a lot in the the Avengers. I can't wait to see more of him. Or yeah, so in Civil War. So I'm excited. So do we know where this Spider Man movie is going to take up? Is it going to take up like is it going to take up after Civil War or during Civil War yes. or or what? It's from what I understand, it's taking place after Civil War. Okay, so it picks up, picks it. I said take up. It picks up at that point. Okay. Yeah, so we don't have to watch Uncle Ben die again. Yay! See, see, people are saying that, <laughs> but I had an argument with Chris about this. I don't think there's any way we don't get around some flashbacks. There'll probably be a flashback. Yeah, because there's, I there's be some. Surprised. There's somebody out there in the freaking universe that doesn't know that Uncle Ben died, and they need to know that. I mean, we couldn't make it through Batman versus Superman without a flashback. True. Yes, Bruce Wayne, so. we know your parents died. Right. But do you know how sad it makes him? It <sighs> makes him so sad he can't even write a check to the gardener to cut the lawn. That's how sad it is. tore up, man. <laughs> I don't think he ever went to therapy. His only therapist no, he just started was... punching people. Right, right. yeah. <laughs> like, seriously, I don't... Alfred did a shitty job raising that kid because if a kid was just like, I'm really sad about my parents... 
I know, Master Wayne. I think I'm going to punch some people in the throat. Sounds good, Master Wayne. Jolly good. Start smashing them. Like, what the fuck? Like, dude, Alfred, no. Oh, I kind of liked Alfred in the last one. I thought he was pretty hardcore. Oh, I liked Alfred in the in Gotham. I liked Alfred in Batman v Superman. I, of course, love Michael Caine. It's just funny that they... Yeah, no, I, I do. I really like the Alfred in uh, Gotham. I really like that that Alfred. I, I just wish he was more of a badass, yo. Like, that's all. It'll come. It will come. What else we got? Um... Uh... That was the news. I think that's for all me. the news. News. Yeah, we had uh, some stuff that we did last weekend that we could talk about. Oh yeah, I think we all did stuff. Kern, what stuff did you do? I know what stuff Rose did because I was watching her through a camera lens. That sounds creepy. I didn't want to say. That. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, I, just before we um, dive off into the into into what you guys are wanting to talk about, because I know what it, yeah, I know what it yeah. is, and and we're, we've all been there, done that, and are still going to be there and doing that later. In our future lives, but um, Jason Bourne, I just got to talk about this film for a second. I mean, um, I, I saw it. I know it's been out for a couple of weeks now, and all I can say about this film is I've seen the majority of this film already like three times because it's the same thing. I mean, how many times are they going to you know plot a public trap? for Jason Bourne and then he squirms his way out of it. I mean, I think they could have basically taken the gist of this story, which the meat that I got out of this story was that his dad created the program and basically groomed him for it. So that's what I got out of it. They could have put, they could have condensed the whole entire last film that just came out into somewhere between 10 and 20 minutes long and put it on the tail end of the last film. And and I'd be right where I am right now, knowing exactly what I know. I didn't really think it. It's a good movie. The action's good and everything like that. It's not that it's not a good movie. It, you know, it's fun to watch all the stuff being shot and blown up. It's just the same story, you know, over and over and over again. So just kind of, kind of done with it. I liked it, all right. And I've, I've never been like, I'm, I've never been the like biggest uh, Jason Bourne or the Bourne movie fan. But um, I always, I feel like it's like you enjoy the ride with those kinds of movies, and. Uh, I really liked the. Uh, I really thought that the the new character they introduced in this movie, the chick who was working for the CIA, I don't remember her name. Right. Um, but I thought she was a really interesting character because you never really knew what her actual motivation is because she's always like got a face on for everyone around her and she always, she's always manipulating people. So you don't really know. Right. Um, you don't really know what her motivations are. You don't know if she's a good guy. You don't really know if she's a bad guy. You don't know if she's like actually on Bourne's side or if she is trying right. to manipulate him as well. I thought it was but that's every character. That's every other character that's ever been on in every other film that he's talking to. You don't know whether to trust him or not, you know, and until the very end when she kind of, you know, tells on herself and he catches her in a lie. Or catches right, her but in her mouth. even then, yeah. even then, you don't know if that was if that was the face she was putting on for the guy that she was with at the right. time, or if that's how she actually feels. I don't know. I thought it was really interesting. Right, I I agree with that to an extent. I mean, I, I can see it, but it's just I just don't know how many more times I can handle him talking to somebody in an office, watching him from a rooftop across the street. I mean, <laughs> you know, again, there's a lot of scenes that are in these that's in this film that has already been done. I mean. It, the only thing, the only thing different that happened was uh, Julia Stiles dies, and it should have been Jason Bourne. He should have just died so we could just get, move on and not have another movie. But uh, 
you know, I mean, I like Jason Bourne. I think he's a badass. I like the character and stuff, but I'm, I just, I want to see something different. You know, it's kind of like the Mission Impossible films. It's like, holy shit, how many times are we going to see the same kind of crap, you know, over and over and over and over again? Yeah. You know, so, you know, well, I, I want to see something fresh, some a whole, whole different thing other than like trying to set him up in the middle of, you know, a city you know, busy subway or whatever, you know, a didn't, park didn't, or Didn't they try whatever. that with uh, Jeremy Rayner? Yeah. Hawkeye was in a Jason Bourne movie or whatever? Yeah, it was... So I think that's why they made this one. They made this one to make up for the fact that the last Bourne movie wasn't actually a Bourne movie. I, I'm right. just asking. Like, it, it, yeah, that, that's the thing. Like, you could... The, 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 they did do a lot of different stuff, but the thing is, is that I think it wasn't at first intended to be a born movie because it was a totally different like universe. There was a whole bunch of like weird sci-fi um, elements to it that aren't usually in the born movies. Like people taking like, um, it was like some sort of, they took some sort of pills to make them like incredibly strong all of yeah, a sudden and yeah. it would last, last for a little while. Yeah. But it, it really wasn't a born movie except with the name right. on it. Yeah, and when I meant, I need, I need to correct myself because I'm glad you brought that up. I, when I meant condense this previous film into 20 minutes and put it on the tail end of the last one, I meant the last one that Matt Damon was in, not not the one we were talking about just now. <laughs> uh, oh, bro, the last yeah. one that Matt Damon you're, was. you're totally okay. I'm not going to correct you on this one. I can win on no technicalities when it comes to Jason Bourne. I'll be real right. honest. Uh, you guys started talking about it, and I started thinking whether or not Matt Damon would make a good Jonah Hex. And then Rose said faces like three times in a row, so I was thinking about face off. <laughs> so your your brain's just out of there. You're like, I uh, don't Jason, know anything about I, these. I mean, I feel like Jason Bourne is supposed to be one of those movies where you just turn your brain off and enjoy it. But yeah, they're too damn much. slow and dark for me to do that. Uh, so I go in and I'm like trying to figure it out. And I'm like, maybe I can piece this yeah. together. And it always ends up that the third act is something that, that was either really obvious that you thought, well, that can't be it. Or... It's so far out of left field that you're like, well, damn. <laughs> well, damn. Yeah, that's how that's how <laughs> I end up with them. I'm just like, well. <laughs> oh, well. That was a movie. That's all I had to say about that. We can we can move on from that. I just wanted to rant just a little bit. I mean, it wasn't that big of a deal. It wasn't, like I said, I want to, you know, for anybody who's like diehard Jason Bourne fans start ripping me on social media, which I hope that that's happens. Right. It means that we have <laughs> listeners out there. But, uh, you know. I, it was a good film. It's just it just seems like the story isn't very different from yeah. the story that we've already seen three times in the previous films. I can see that stagflation. Stagflation. Yeah, we need trickle down born, not right. stagflation born. <laughs> trickle down born. Oh. Right. So back to what you started to talk yeah. about. Oh, last Friday night, this last like weekend. The song. Yeah, was because Rose That's and when I the clock did something started. that we've done. Before and Kern's done before and Chris has done before and 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 before you go into that before you go into that ultimately if it wasn't the, what what right. Desmond is talking about is the forty eight hour film festival competition and and if it wasn't for that coming to Amarillo Texas ultimately we may not have had Nerdtastic Four now that is uh, almost True. definite as, as a result <laughs> yeah. So sorry, I didn't mean to jump in there, but I just wanted no, to. No, I was I was that, fine because I was uh, I was just going to explain what the forty eight hour film festival is, yes. so that people yeah. will understand where Rose and I go and what you interject here. So the film festival is a uh, you make a movie from scratch in forty eight hours, 
from finding out you go to a location, you meet up, all the teams are there. In our case, there's seven teams and you draw your genre and you draw a line of dialogue and a prop and a character. And you have to incorporate all those things into your film. Right. So that's what we did. And uh, Rose, why don't you tell them what we drew and how it went? And, uh, and, and you have you have forty you have forty eight hours to complete the film and turn it in. And that film has to be between five and seven minutes long, not including credits. Is that correct? Unless you put stuff on the credits, and then the time counts the credits. Right. Yep. Uh, yeah, we did. Uh, so. We got the the genre we got. We could either choose between horror or family film. So wow. we chose we chose horror. So we thought that might be more fun. Um, we, the prop was a deck of cards. The character was Charlie or Charlene. I don't know why they had to have a female name because Charlie is like neutral. It could be gender both. Neutral. Yeah. Right. So I don't know why they okay, but anyway, it had to be Charlie the waitress or waiter, and um, the line of dialogue was "Which way did she go?" It was pretty fun to do. I, I got to do one last year, and it was fun. Uh, just the whole process itself is is pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, before you guys started talking about that, real quick, because I, I want to, I'm curious on some things on how all that went since I, I didn't get to be there and participate, but. The the forty eight hour film festival is the the way it got described to me in the beginning because I was doing some writing and somebody said you know I was saying I need a I need more of an outlet for my writing something that I can do and they said you should do a forty eight hour film competition and I said I don't know what that is and then they started explaining it to me and basically they were they said you know you get you get people together friends or whatever your film team so to speak and you you participate in that forty eight hours it's a meat grinder you know you draw that genre at seven o'clock on Friday night, a lot of times you're up until wee hours in the morning if you get any sleep at all, writing the script and completing the script. And then the next day you're shooting and you're pretty much shooting all day long and then you go into editing. So there's a good chance that over, and and a lot of people work during Friday. So then you're up all day Friday prior to the drawing. So there's a good chance in that 72 hour time frame from Friday morning until, or maybe not quite 72 hours, uh, but until Sunday night when you turn in that you get maybe three, four hours sleep if you're lucky. You know, and so they said, do a 48 hour film competition. And if everybody's still friends at the end of it, you should keep working together because it can very, (laughs) it can, it can try your patience, you know, because you're trying to hurry and get everything done as perfectly as you possibly can in that time frame. And, and then at some point you just have to say, you know, stop. So just to kind of let everybody know, you know, that's listening, you you can look that up, but that's, that's kind of the way it is. It's, it's very hectic, but it's fun at the same time. And it, and it really, it's a long weekend, but it's a very short weekend at the same time. So, how how did you guys think you guys did? I mean, I want to I want to hear how from the get go what you guys as soon as you guys drew and you let you left the scene. What did you guys uh, you know? How'd you come up with your idea? Well, uh, mostly we I think so. It was it was okay and it was fun. I think that we had too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, especially f- for the um, the brainstorming. So last year. All I did was act. I didn't even go to the the release party. I stayed home. I got tons of sleep because they they wanted to start filming early in the morning on Saturday. 
So they're like, you know, you're all you're going to all I want to do in this this show is act. So I, that's what I did. Now this one we went and we I helped a little bit with the brainstorming, but I'm not sure that it helped. I think that with the too many people we had like 12, 15 people. Oh my gosh, really? Like we had a lot of actors and writers and everything and uh Oh, that's yeah. just way overload. Well, I mean, I don't think it was. Oh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in and defend a little bit here because Chris is in here, and I I don't want him to hear this and think we're like shitting on him because he's always oh, our no. team leader. Um, so I think the issue was for one, we did not know that one of our writers and actresses was on another team and was actually the lead actress for another team. And oh, okay, no 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 shade on her, but um, I don't think you can do that. I don't think you can actually. I mean, when I say I don't think you do, I don't mean morally or something i don't think you could physically commit yourself to two different deals yeah. right yeah it's hard enough to be committed hours. to one team and get yeah. it accomplished let alone and 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 not i don't think it's a dig at all um there, there was a, a huge paper that i wrote a while back on basically the do's and don'ts of a 48 hour film festival and i talk about everything from the from the food that you serve your crew during the day to you know the the things that you're going to try on the film and so forth and so on and and one of those things is minimal uh people because it's really really hard to wrangle a lot of people so i can only imagine especially whenever you have all these different things coming in from you know you got 12 people you know i'm not saying that's not a it's not a bad thing i'm not going to say it's a bad thing it just seems like it would be a lot of information overload to try to process in that time frame in that short of a time frame yeah um for me i think the thing was that we didn't know our roles going in we finished just for those that are interested we finished the movie it premiered yes. tuesday we we get we got it out and i think that everyone involved did what they came to do cuz i mean the way i view it is did your role? Did you do your role? Did the, was the camera in focus? Did the sound sound clear? Did the film edit and fit in the time frame? Then you did your job. We made a movie. Uh, right. So I don't really have a real negative opinion of it. Are there things I would do different? Sure. Would I do them oh, different yeah. in forty eight hours? Probably not. Yeah. I mean, I think that. I think that in the future, I think there's. It's definitely a big learning experience, and I don't think it was like I don't think the movie was terrible or anything. I thought it was really fun and it's, it's always a good experience um, to do that kind of stuff. Cause it's, it's always going to be exciting. And if we all had fun making it and we didn't kill each other, then it's a success. You're right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah. And it's just, I think that in the future going on, I think we need um, everybody yeah, to know their roles at the beginning. So you have like, four or five people tops maybe helping to actually come up with the story idea right. and write. Yeah, there's then, a lot of pre-production that has to go into these things that a lot of people don't realize. And then have uh, the the rest of the crew come in later to start doing their parts because I think that we got a I think the the one of the biggest problems we had was the beginning where we just had too many people throwing in ideas and we didn't want to like you know, throw anyone I anyone's idea out the window or anything, right. uh, but I think it was just too many people at the beginning. Right, and I can agree. I mean, I don't think I think you're right, Rose. I don't think it was any one person like brought down anything. Right, right. I think it was just a combination of we had too much going on because in the in the finished product, I guess my biggest critique of it, other than my own work, because I know what I could have done different, was that it was the story was too big for the time. But yeah, the uh 
if you can if you can bring in a hundred people on a forty eight hour film and wrangle all those people and make it happen, and um, that's great. I mean, if you can yeah. if you can get you know a hundred people on your film and make it happen, that's fantastic. But you know, the majority of the people that are doing these are amateur amateur filmmakers, and they don't have the resources to pull in that to kind wrangle. of cast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, and so for me, whenever I've done stuff in the past, I do a lot of pre-production and I, I refer to it as a funnel effect. And so 90% of that stuff that I did in pre-production, 10, maybe 15% tops actually goes towards the film. So everything that I organize ahead of time, um, between props and locations and everything like that, uh, it might not be used because you don't know what your genre is. You don't even know what your, you don't know what your genre is and therefore you don't know what your story is. And so, you know, you may have something lined out that's just absolutely not going to fit in that genre or that story, so you can't use it. But you, you right. did the effort ahead of time on the what if because you don't have once once it's go time at seven o'clock on Friday night and you draw, you don't have that luxury to start trying to track down a lot of things. You know, like um, per, you know any props or equipment or vehicles or locations or stuff like that. So you try to. You try to get all that up front. You try to say, okay, this location would be good if we did this kind of genre and this kind of genre. This one would be good for this one and this one and blah, 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 blah. So yeah. there's a lot lot of forethought that has to go into that so that when it is game time, that's 7 o'clock on the genre. you know. And like like you were saying, you know, probably a smaller creative team would probably help out a little bit because it's just – it's just tough, you know. I mean, it's yeah. a five to seven minute long film. You don't really need twelve people on the creative team, you know. You probably do if it's like a if you're doing a uh, a feature film, you know, like a a two hour feature film. You probably need that creative team, but for forty eight hours, that's. But you know, what else? Here's the deal. Um, I I think that this was a. I, I had a lot of fun this year. I had a shit ton of fun actually yeah the behind the scenes i don't know yeah. if you've seen it it's on chris's channel go check it out on massive score i did you can tell we had a uh a lot of fun yeah like Ridiculous really we did i think my death scene and rose's death scene uh we we both enjoyed the hell out of getting killed <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe a i got it too much i i so do like you- I do like uh, Desmond's though, man. <laughs> I like the little film clip that you did on the little, the different pictures. That was an algorithm. did you see? Did you see the the behind the scenes where yes. I was like, uh, where they were doing my death? Well, I was yes. yelling. They so they put a bag over my head right. for people who haven't seen it, and they're she's she's quote unquote suffocating me. Well, I'm like, you know, I'm acting, so I'm yelling and screaming, and they're all like, cut, cut. They're all freaking out. <laughs> and then they, she pulls the bag off my head and I'm just laughing. <laughs> right. No, it looked really, really cool. It looked, I, you know, whenever I was watching that clip that Desmond put up with the, the different uh, pitches on its an algorithm, uh, my wife goes, <laughs> um, only a nerd would know what an algorithm is, you know, or something <laughs> like that. Who, who knows what an, who even knows what that is or whatever. And I was like, well, I was looking at what what Desmond was wearing, you know, first of all in that clip and I'm like he's playing it looks to me like he's playing a nerd. So he's gonna he's gonna well, say that, you know. It doesn't matter. That's the whole thing about being a nerd. You're going to say stuff to people that they're not going to understand and they're not going to get. And that's part of just that's what that's what goes along I'm, I'm with I'm glad being a nerd, my character you know? was so nuanced, Curry, because I'll tell you the truth. Uh 
I'm a camera dude. I was not supposed to even be on the other side of the camera at all. And said actress that was in the other film had to go do that. And uh, we ended up having to fill that role. And we were going to use Chris. And he was at home sleeping, I think, or doing something. So they were like, hey, who's going to do it? And I was like, I'll fucking do it. So um, we got algorithm out of it. <laughs> yeah. So looking like a nerd just happened to be how I looked that day. Yeah, very cool. And and when I saw your clip, I could tell when you went backwards that you kicked the table. But in your clip, you, you know, you stopped it before that point. So in the behind the scenes, so now I'm in my head, I'm thinking – Dude, did that table go flying and like everything go everywhere? Because I couldn't tell, you know. <laughs> and then in the uh, behind the scenes, you know, where it showed you guys, you know, goofing off, laughing, and having some cuts and stuff like that, where you guys messed stuff up. Um, you see exactly what happened. So it wasn't quite as bad, but I was just envisioning when I first saw that because I could tell it looked like you were hitting the table. I, I thought for a second chips, poker chips were going to be flying no, everywhere. No, Rose and, and, and uh, Rose and I were pretty hooked on the continuality of the the continuity of the table and the setup and the cards and the chips like yeah we counted those right. i rigged that deck maybe a hundred times over the weekend like so that the deal was always the same so that yeah right. that's a little tidbit it, our film does not look like it took that kind of care but uh yeah i uh definitely was rigging a deck of cards like a bunch which comes in happy because the only uh the only magic i know is card magic so I'm really good at rigging a deck. Right. So yeah. It came in handy. So did nice. you do any magic tricks? No, I didn't I didn't I didn't have card the cards. The cards were Ronnie's and I didn't I didn't mess with them because oh. I didn't want to be the one that lost them or something. Oh, okay. Uh right, I, I will right. tell you a quick behind the scenes story that will probably get me in trouble, but uh so <laughs> we had to get this limo on off hours and we had to be in the bar. We couldn't be in the bar between two and four thirty. So we get the limo. And we drive back to the bar and we park it and we're going to do this cool drone shot and I'm shooting the interior of it. And of course, while we're waiting for everyone to get up on set to be there at three, uh, drunk people pour out and they want to know if they can get in the limo. No, they can't get in the limo. It's just me and the driver. And uh, we had this chick come up, look kind of like a troll and she wanted to get in the car. And we're like, no, you can't get in the car. And so her friend comes out and her friend's kind of hot. She looked like a girl from the No Diggity video. Oh, yeah. you can get Well, the car, she comes though. up to my ah, side. I'm on the right. passenger side. We got the windows down. And she's like, hey, <laughs> if I show you my tits, can I get in? And we're like, no. And she's like, so you're saying if I pull my dress down and she pulls her like her top, she has a romper. So she opens it, puts her boobs on my windowsill. The window's open. She's like, can I get in? I'm like, no, I need this for a shoot. And they're like, well, no. who's in the back? We just want to see who's in the back. And I'm like, no, there's no one in the back. We're using, and he's trying to tell him it's a 48 hour film festival. I'm just a driver. I'm on this team. We're trying to do this. And so she's like, well, we want to, we, me and my friend wanted to get in the back and we just wanted to hang out for a little bit. And I'm like, ah, th- this is not happening. Like, like, no. I need this for a shoot. People are going to be here in like 20 minutes. <laughs> and our driver, I'm not going to name him because he knows who he is, was like, hey, why don't you come around my window and we'll talk. So I hear whispering. They're all over there. Psh, 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 psh. Oh, great. And he's like, cool. I'm going to lock the doors and he hops out, locks the doors, leaves me there, jumps in the back with this chick and uh, I guess her boyfriend or some dude that she was with and the divider's up. So I'm, I'm not sure what is happening at the, he didn't tell me anything, but lock the doors. So uh. um, he, like 10 minutes go by, I'm in the front seat, just chilling, talking to drunk folk and he lowers the divider and I see this woman is back there 
in between these two and she's giving lap dances. And I'm like, oh, this is oh. this is this is not what I expected. And she's like, oh, you can come back here. I'm like, no, nah, I'm I'm good. I'm 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 fine. I'm I'm stay right here. Uh, Got to watch the limo and stuff. And she's like, well, <laughs> roll the window up then. Now you couldn't feel like you couldn't feel this limo Dude, rocking the limo back and has forth like at a this sound point during these lap dances. And there's drunk people hanging on it. No, <laughs> there was not like rocking. I'm telling you, she's like this thin black chick that was just like grinding. That's that's like the. The mildest lap dance ever. Dude, if there was it no has rocking. like sixty speakers, like twelve subs in it. It was trust me, it was rocking, but it wasn't because of that. I got the yin yang chickens in the back, shaking like a sound shaker all in my ear. All right, I'm not, I'm not aware of this. So this is the part. This is not even. That's not even the part. So all of a sudden, I hear the two drunk dudes oh, on my man. window go, "Oh shit!" And I'm like, "Oh god, it's the cops." That's what I'm thinking. Because the bar owner is on our team, so he's not going right. to kick us out. We were shooting in his back room. He was our dealer in the game. So um, they go, this dude's is coming to the car right now. He's he's a fucking tweaker and he's been tweaking all night. So I watch him and he comes over and he goes, hey, let me in the car. I'm a professional driver. And I go, no, I, I can't. I can't do this. It's not it's uh, not my it's not my limo. No. Man. I'm just a cameraman. I just hold up my camera. And then I realize, oh, shit, what if a tweaker grabs my camera? So now I'm like clutching my camera like an old lady on her pearls. And this dude goes. Just unlock the door and let me get in. I'm like, I don't even know how to unlock the door. You look at this thing. It looks like a space shuttle on the inside. It's got all these switches. I don't know what to hit. Dude's drunk, reaches in, hits the button on the first try. So I'm like, maybe he is a professional driver. But as he opens the door, I realize the motor's running. The keys are in it. And our driver's in the back Uh... with this half-naked chick and her boyfriend. So I have to snatch the keys and get out of the limo and, like, circle dance around this tweaker for like two minutes while the driver gets out of the back. So that, that was a uh, nice, that was my excitement you, you, for Saturday. You should have had that on film. Sounds like your driver was being kind of an, I asshole. mean, I think the driver did what some <laughs> dudes would do in that situation. But uh, I, I'm thinking the driver was pretty, yeah, on point, right. I mean, know? Like, I mean, you know, I don't know. I'm sure Rose know. and the, and, and the ladies in the crowd are like, uh-huh. That that's scumbag, but every dude's like, I probably, I probably, I probably would have, I probably would have. I mean, you know, did we lose oh, him again? We, we lose, lost, we him, lost again. him again. Oh no. my gosh, he'll be back in a minute. But yeah, that would have been awesome if he would have had his camera on and could have got some footage of that. So, uh, and unfortunately, apparently he didn't because if he would have, it would have probably been on your behind the scenes uh, footage that I saw the other yeah, day. Yeah, that would have been good. So what did you think of the experience overall? I know you did it last year, uh, Rose, and uh, was this the second time you've done a 48-hour? Yeah, this hour? is the second Yeah, this is the second time. I had a lot of fun. Like it, I did it with different people this time. Um, uh-huh. so that was that was exciting meeting new people and doing all that. I actually got to go to watch it this time cuz Oh yeah, last the premiere. Year, last year the premiere cost like 20 bucks to get in. And I was like, eh. Right. I mean, I'm not really into spending, and at that time I wasn't really, I didn't really have a lot of money. I was broke all the time. Like that has changed any, but this year it was only seven bucks to get in. So I went and yeah, so I went, they did it at the, um, they did it at the, uh, the Happy State Bank. Like they have like a little theater there. And so they, uh, they did it there and it was, it was a nice little thing and, um, it was very entertaining 
And some of the movies, I was really impressed. Like, I was really impressed with a couple of them. There mm-hmm. are some really well-produced little films right. that a couple of people did. I was very impressed. There were some really good, like, you could tell there was high-quality cameras being used. Right. And the acting was really good. The shots and, were all really and, good. And some of that is not necessarily really high-quality cameras. Because um, uh, Jeff Harbin, the guy that I worked with on the last two films... That I, that I did the last two f- short films, uh, he's just using basically a photography camera that has DSLR on it, and yeah. um, and so he's you know it's he's not using some kind of like you know I'm sure it's a it's a relatively pricey camera, but it's not like it's a ten or you know fifteen thousand dollar camera like what you would use yeah for for something, but it's just about that lighting and everything you know getting that lighting down and and all that and consistency you know. Because we, we did shots before where uh, we, we were only doing one camera. So all of our different angles that we shot, if if we had four different camera angles during that particular scene, that meant shooting that scene like 30 to 40 times or something like that. Yeah. You know, to get that consistency in there. And um, so that when it did change camera angles, it, it looked like it was actually two cameras or three cameras that were just clicking back and forth. So... Um, and I think, you know, guys that can do that stuff and get that consistency and get their lighting down right and everything like that. I think that's, I mean, you know, working with what you have, I think that's the big deal. You know, we always said, you know, we want to, you know, we don't want to have the best story out there and then it shoot like crap. You know, it looked visually unpleasing and the sound quality be garbage and all that. You know, I'd rather have a, an average story with fantastic cinematography then have fantastic story with crappy cinematography. Of course, you always shoot for the best story possible. You know, you still want your right. story to be great, but you, there's, you know, getting a story to come together is pretty tough. You know, I mean, in any level of a short film, you know, just getting a good storyline between five and seven minutes long is tough as it is, and then trying to accomplish that in the short time frame that you have for the forty-eight hours—that's really where it's tough. But um, there's no reason why you can't, you know, if you if if you have somebody that knows what they're doing on the camera and the lighting, there's no reason why you can't have that good that good visual effect. And so, yeah, it's I'm always impressed, you know, with everybody's films that I see because there's always aspects, regardless of how crappy someone's film looks or how crappy their story might be or whatever. There's always something in those films that I thought they did really well, you know, and I'm just like that, that was actually pretty good. That part was, or something like that. You know, it seems like somebody always has something that stands out. Of course you have some that everything stands out, you know, they just did fantastic all the way around, you know, but did you guys, did you guys win any awards or anything? They didn't give any awards. Oh, they didn't really. No. So they just premiered them. So when, so when do they decide who's going to win? I have no idea. <laughs> huh. No clue. Because usually the yes. um on the official 48-hour film festival, you know, they kick that off and it's nationwide. And yeah. the the way it works is it it it's got a it's kind of like got a season. So the so the 48-hour film festivals will start like at a certain time frame and then the last ones will will uh wrap up, you know, at a later date, you know, like three months later, four months later. So there's all these teams across the United States and they're, you know, every weekend during that time frame, there's 48 hour film festivals going on at some town, somewhere in multiple towns throughout the United States. Right. 
So um, you have all of them competing, and then the winner of each town or area gets to have their film shown at the uh, Chinese Theater in L.A. Nice. And um, so they so like what y'all's premiere was was the local films together, and then basically they do the same thing, but it's every winter throughout every 48-hour film festival that took place that has their, their film shown. And uh, then uh, the top, I think, 15 or 10 or whatever it is, I can't remember what the number is, but the top ones go on to cans or something like that afterwards. So it's kind of that, like a, that, a step. Cool. Yeah, it's kind of a step process. So if you get that film in there and it's and you win your area, then it gives you that chance to to go to the next level. And then if you're good enough to to go over to France, and that's good. But but yeah, it's it's actually pretty cool. I mean, it's it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of people that have said, you know, when they've seen our short films, they were like, oh well, look at my friend's film. You know, um, look at what he did. You know, his was a little bit better. And I'm like, that no, that looks good. You know, how long did it take him to put that together? And they're like, oh, he worked on it for about three months. I was like. Well, of course, you know, three months, you know, if, if we had three yeah. months, we could really make stuff look great, but you got 48 hours. That's where the trick right. lies, you know? So, yeah. And a lot of people don't realize also, you know, that you can't pay. Everything's volunteer, volunteer. So you can't pay actors yeah. or anybody. And that, that's what keeps the, the playing field level is that you don't get some team that comes in and just like buys all this awesome stuff and, Whatever right, it is like that they get, really good actors. yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, and so that's that's what kind of keeps it on a, you know, tries to keep it on an even playing field. I'm sure you've got teams out there that are using high quality equipment, you know, probably multiples of thousands of dollars, but you know, but it's still, I don't know, it's a lot of fun. I, I dug it every time I've done it. I can't wait to do it again. Um, I was really jealous that I wasn't there of you guys while y'all were doing it. Cause I was, I was like, man, I, f- I wish I was there. you know, I, I bet they're having so much yeah, fun. Yeah, I want to do, I want to do more of them. Like I don't want to wait another year to do another one. You know, I, right. I don't want to wait another year to do another little film or anything. Right. Um, so I'm like trying to convince people to do other stuff too. Right. Yeah. And you can, I mean, there's the, you know, I don't remember which director it was, but uh, he was talking, he's a famous director, did um, several films. But he said, if you want to get good at shooting feature-length films, get good at shooting short films. Yeah. And, um, because, and, and that makes sense because it really is hard to tell that really, that, you know, that story that grabs the audience in that very short period of time, you know, in that five-minute time frame to seven-minute time frame, you know, where like with the... Uh, a big feature film, you know, you can have a crappy story, but you can have all these explosions and car chases and battles and crap like that. And people think it's going to be good just because visual effects and the sound and everything were just super, super awesome, you know, but you know, you, you, you know, you don't have the budget for that sometimes, you know, when you're doing a, a short film. So it's really hard to, to do those really short films and get that story and grab them. And of course, you know, in a 48 hour, you know, one of the things that I wrote, and my deal was is that is that if you've never done it before and it's detrimental to the completion of your film, uh, don't do it in a forty-eight hour film competition because yeah. that's the that's the time that I mean I'm not saying don't try something new, that's not what I'm saying, but I mean if it's really really detrimental and it and you're you know fifty fifty on whether it could succeed or not, I don't know that I would be 
ballsy enough to try it because then now you're risking not being able to turn in. So I, I usually play a little bit more safe. So, you yeah. know, I, cause I want to turn in, I don't want to be late. And if you're late, then you're not eligible uh, to win. And then therefore you're not eligible to go to LA. Yeah. What else, what else happened over the weekend that was exciting? Uh, that's mostly it. We, um, Let's see. We what was y'all's film about? Filming... So I know it's a horror film, and I know it, uh, it was a poker table. So yeah, we did like a, to... we did we did like a thing where we had um, we had this this story where um, it's like a, a poker game that everybody was invited to for one reason or another, oh, okay. and they all just start dying off, so they get killed mm-hmm. off during the during the game, and uh, the 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 mob boss is like everybody has to stay and play and so you think it's the mob boss who's killing everybody and even the mob boss thinks it's him killing everybody but then um you find come to find out that it's actually the dealer who has brought all these people together to kill them for um for putting a for killing his family oh so it ended okay. up being kind of like of a a revenge story right very cool. Yeah. How many how many people did you guys have on your cuz you you said that you guys had like 12 people on your creative team. How was was that the whole entire team or Yeah, pretty much everybody that was involved in the uh in the show um was involved in the creative process as well, which is what I I thought that wasn't necessarily a great idea. Right. I think that you should have like a more tight knit group of people come up with the story and then bring everybody in later. But um, yeah, we had like we had we had a lot of people working on it. It was like probably upwards of about fifteen people in the. Oh end. wow! Wow. We did have a couple people drop out on us. I don't know if we w- wanted to talk about them or not. We won't, I won't name any names. Well, you don't have we to talk couple, about them. Yeah, no. we had a couple people who just like filmed a little bit and then left and then said they were coming back later. But then whenever we were like, hey, are y'all coming back? They were like, we're not coming back unless you're ready to shoot our scene when you get when we show up. And it's like, uh, okay, Mr. and Mrs. Drama. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, that's the, it's like, that's the I'm thing. I'm sorry. Is- I didn't realize we had a couple of prima donnas here. Who right. can't stand to stand around and wait for their scenes to be shot. So we just yeah. said, forget about it. We have other people who can do your scene for you. Right. So. And that's the that's kind of the thing you run into. Because it is. It's really... I mean, in, unless you really have a schedule laid out. You know, so Friday night when you're writing your story. You know, unless you really have a schedule laid out and say, okay, we're shooting, you know, this part this time to this time. These are the actors that are going to be in it. This part this time to this time, blah, 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 blah. Unless you really have it scheduled out and you are on time all the way through, um, then then you, you you can't really say, hey, be here at three o'clock in the afternoon. Right. You know, and get you into makeup just, you, and be ready to shoot by four. That's part of the thing. Yeah. You just, gotta, you just gotta show up and like wait. That's what right. you do for film. You sit around most of the time and you wait for your scene to come up. Right, right. And, 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 if, and the thing about it is, 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 is you're already trying to get everything else done in this 48 hour and some, and yeah, in a perfect world, you develop that schedule, but it's just sometimes not just doesn't happen, you know? So yeah. like you said, you got to have everybody on board 
and ready. And yeah, it's a long day. And that's what I always tell everybody. Be prepared for a long day. It's going to be a long day. Yeah. And a lot of it's going to be sitting around. You know, I it's going to be for, boring. Uh, my suggestion, at least for rules of next year, is like five people max on creative team coming up with the actual story. And if you want to be acting in the, in the movie, you have to have the entire day free. So you have right. to set, you have to ask off work. You have to, you know, not commit to any of the other teams. You just have to commit to that team and be prepared to be there all day and doing the film all day. Right. And maybe right. even into the night and maybe even into the next morning. Like right. that's the way it works. And if you can't, yeah, you're either going to be, that, you're then... either going to be on the team or you're not going to be on the team. Yeah. yeah. Because, and if you because can't, it is. If you, if you can't commit to that, then don't sh- don't don't come because yeah, it's I mean, much better to have less people in the end than to have people drop off halfway through right. the day. Well, and that's what that's what happens a lot of times, you know. And and yeah, in an ideal world, you could get somebody in there and say, okay, we're going to shoot your all your stuff in the morning, and then we'll be done by you know one o'clock in the afternoon, and then you'll be free to go. And then one o'clock comes and you're done with them. And then they told the other team they're working with, hey, I'll be at your location by one thirty, two o'clock at the latest. You know, in a in an ideal situation, yeah, sure, that's going to work out. But in a 48-hour film, especially, a, no. again, we're talking about <laughs> amateur filmmakers here. We're not talking about people that do film production for a living, you know, any of that stuff. So, you know, everybody, it seems like sometimes people don't understand that you know they think they're they think they're walking on to uh, a set that's something that these people do for a living every day and it's going to be just super organized and it's not you know it's chaotic that's part of what the fun is actually you know because you know you're scrambling around you know trying to get this thing completed yeah. But yeah, I'm glad you said that though, because you know, one of the things that I wrote about, and, and I'm sure there's other people out there that's wrote wrote the same thing, but in an ideal situation, you have your team separated into basically sub teams. So you've got your creative team, you know, that that can do the writing and come up with the story and the script. And then you've got your production team that can actually go in, you know, your actors, your makeup, you know, um, and your film crew and the sound and everything like that. And then you've got your post-production team. And, um, and then in a situation where if you're shooting, you know, uh, multiple scenes or, or you've got some scenes that are basically just some scenery shots or something like that, you've got another film team that's able to go take care of some of that stuff while you're shooting, you know, so you've got actually, you potentially have two camera crews potentially, yeah, you know, but that's, again, that's in an ideal situation and that, that would need, you know, like that team of 15 to 20 people. So you could separate everybody out. And the, and the reason why that's ideal is because, you know, your production team is at home sleeping like you were all night long, yeah. you know, on that one film, all night long getting their rest while the creative team is up all night long writing. And then, yeah. then when it's time to go, your production team is fresh and they haven't been yeah. up since, you know, eight o'clock Friday morning. You know, and then the same with your your editing team, and even if some of your uh, your creative team is your post production team, you know they can you know get some rest while they're shooting, and then go into editing when it's complete in an ideal situation. But that's part of the reason yeah. why we've always tried to keep our film teams small. The last film that we did, um, I think we had two actors, um, one makeup, 
uh, two guys that helped out with sound and lighting, uh, me, and then the camera and director. So it was a total of seven people on the team. So it just makes it a little bit more easier to wrangle those people. Yeah. So what? Any anything else exciting? What would you What would you have liked to have seen happen? I mean, what was this is a question I want to know? What was when you got the genre? What was your thought? You know, did you have like a, an idea for a story at all? Or well, what? Um, not really, because I I didn't really want to. You know, I was used to not you know being the writing part and not being the creative right. part. I'm used to just you know doing like having people put a script in my hands and say this is what you say and i'm like cool <laughs> right like and right. I've, I've written stuff before but it's i haven't really done a lot of it and um the uh so i was i i, I did kind of hope for for i was i was thinking like i really like when it comes to horror i really like the more like like cerebral creepy like right the stuff that really gets in your head yeah, that kind of stuff. The, the stuff yeah. that screws with your head. Uh, we didn't really get to do that, but um, that's the kind of stuff I more I more prefer when it comes to horror anyway. But, right. Well, very cool. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like you guys had a good time. I mean, it looked like it from the uh, behind-the-scenes footage oh, yeah. that I saw. It was, it was a lot of fun, and uh, I think that it was definitely worth all the time. We had a lot of fun. So in the end, that's what that's what you're there for to have fun right. and, and make a movie, and we did both of those things. So I think we succeeded, and yeah. uh, and we seem to have lost Desmond. He's having he thinks that his internet broke up with him. Uh-oh. So um, <laughs> it's a one sided relationship, gonna, Desmond. I know it's it's very very sad, uh, but I guess we can probably probably finish it up here we oh, i don't yeah. have much else to say about well this the only thing i was going to add yeah the only thing i was going to add is anybody that's out there that is listening in and you're curious about the 48 hour film projects you can google it and see if there's something happening in your area i do know that you don't have to live in an area to participate in that 48 hour um yeah. film project for that area there's a lot of people that do remote writing for teams there's a lot of people that are travel to an area and work you know and help you know, do stuff. And, you know, a lot of people this that are looking to try to learn something and get involved with it. You know, I would say if you've got, if you know anybody that's wanting to participate in that, you know, try to get a team together and just do it. And it doesn't matter whether it's, it, it's the worst film out there or the best film. It doesn't really matter because there's some people that have filmed an entire 48 film festival project with their iPhone. And yeah. they, they didn't need a big fancy camera. They didn't need all this fancy lighting. I mean, sure, that might have helped on a cinematography standpoint. But in just getting that story that they have in their head onto video was huge. And so, you know, just that's my, my deal is if you, if you are wanting to do something like that, you know, find out where one is that's close enough to you. And then just dive off, you know, and, and go into it and get the, get the you know, See yeah, what the experience is just like. Do it. Yeah, just do it because it's not gonna matter. I mean, the fir- first film that we <laughs> do did, it. the first film that we did was terrible. It was it was an okay yeah. story. Uh, the 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 lighting was terrible. The sound was terrible. I mean, there was so many things that went wrong on this thing, oh. and it was a good thing. But 
because I learned from that, you know, and I said, okay, yeah. the next time I'm, I'm going to do this different. And then when that film came time came around, I learned from that. And I said, okay, now then the next one, we're going to do that one different. And then so on and so on. So you just learn. And that's the only way you're going to do it is, is, you know, to be able to know, you know, and then, then maybe next year you're like, okay, now I'm going to get me a, a little bit better camera than what I had this time. You know, get a little bit, you know, maybe get a sound, you know, some sound or something like that. Get a, you know, a little bit more people to help me out, you know. And yeah. I think it's fun, you know. I mean, you don't have to be a big film producer or professional or even in the film or acting industry at all to participate in this. Cool. But that, that's yeah, about but, it. Yeah, just go out and do it. If you want to... If you want to try it out, then then do it. Like if you want to have, if you think that that's something you want to do, and you you have passion about it, and you think it'd be fun and exciting, then give it a try. Like I yeah. mean, even if you try and you don't even finish it, at least you tried. But most people yeah. finish it. <laughs> yeah, even if you don't finish it, they'll still allow you to turn it in late, and they'll still show it at the premiere. The only thing is, yeah. is it it just won't be eligible for the for the chance to actually go on to the next level because it didn't get turned in within yeah. that 48 hour time frame, but you can still turn it in and, and it just be late. And then, you know, like you said, you know, even if it is late, you still, you still did a film, you know? Yeah. You still got one out there. You still did. Right. Right. So do but, it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so um, I guess we're going to wrap since uh, we lost Desmond and I've run out of, 48-hour film stuff to jabber about. Apparently, he can still hear us. Oh, can he? Is he typing? He typed in the chat. He said, just do it in the chat. So he can hear us, but he's not showing... Like he's So if y'all could see this, it's ridiculous. So we're, we're on TeamSpeak, right? He's not even in the... Um, he's not in the chat room anymore, according to us. We don't even see him in here. He has dropped out because he his internet is is pooping, but he right. just commented and said just do it. So I think he can hear us, or he maybe just coincidence. I don't know. If he says something right. else, though, we'll know it for sure. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's the that's kind of the pitfalls to uh, doing what we're doing remotely, like we are. You know, I'm yeah. halfway across the country. From you guys, and and you guys are all in different parts of the city, and so um, maybe yeah. he should, uh, you know, take back his Walmart connection, and you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe he just needs to set up at like a a Starbucks or a Roasters or something and use their Wi-Fi. He could just record right in the middle. We could hear the espresso That'd machine in the background and all that stuff. People would be like yeah. staring at him, like, "What are you talking about, man?" Who yeah, talking? he's got why his you, microphone in front of him. Yeah, yeah, but um, that's that's all I've got. I don't have any other thing uh, that's I don't think newsworthy this week. I know we've been in and out of pocket. You know, I I apologize big time for that. You know, I know I've been absent a lot with work, and now Chris has got school and and stuff. So we're gonna try to get get back on track. Do it Friday. Friday seem earlier in the day. Fridays for the most part seems fine, at least until I leave for a convention. But then I'll be right. the one Nerdtastic Four member who isn't here. Right. <laughs> but, right. yeah, so I guess that's that's what we have for this evening. We were hoping to get Desmond back on, but I think his his internet is just too sad. Right. Well. So, anyway, we'll, we'll kick it off tonight, then. We'll see y'all next week. Thanks thank for listening. You f- 
Thank Shout you out all. to all the the what is nerdtastic mafia? No, the the nerdtastic mafia, <laughs> the pod podcast nerd podcast mafia. Desmond always does those. You're, I forget. You're murdering that right now. I'm murdering it so bad. Uh, uh, let me let me podcast pull. mafia. Podcast Mar- mafia. Yeah, I think Family. that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we got Potter. We got. There's a lot. We're just. I'm not gonna name them all because I'll forget one of them, and then um, then I'll. We got. I. Let's see. Uh, I'm looking at the thing on on Twitter now. We got the what? Open all powers. Um, Colt forty five. Uh. Uh. <laughs> Modern family. Geek is one. yogurt. So wizard. Um. Uh. Fans on patrol. Let's see. Uh, superhero speak? Is that one of them? Maybe. Keep going. Maybe. Keep I'm just searching. reading the Dork Keep of All searching. Trades. There you go. Dork of All Trades is one. Uh, I'm just reading through the, the Twitter chat that they got me on that they only they only speak in GIFs. Like they they hardly ever say anything except through GIFs. Which is which is fine. I'm just like, what what are you talking about? What's happening? <laughs> So yeah, we've got. I think that's most of them. And if she forgot somebody, uh, we'll try to make sure we. We'll get him next are, time for sure. Right. Yeah. This is what happens <laughs> when we rely on Desmond to to say all this stuff every time, and then then we lose him, and then now look what happened. We look like dipshits. And then you have to rely on me. Like. You have to rely yeah. on me, and I'm like, uh, we look like a bunch of dumbasses. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you all for listening. I'm Kern. Thanks for listening. I'm Rose. Bye-bye. We'll be here next time. Bye-bye.